everybody, welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carbondale, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew. And now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand, Mike No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Campus Comics Cast. This is what could prove to be a supersized episode, at least the... Uh, <laughs> The talking heads or voices, the... In Marvel terms, that's giant size. Giant size, there you go. <laughs> In DC <laughs> terms, that's 100-page super spectacular. That's exactly what I was going to say. And not the Walmart kind. <laughs> that's right. It's full of reprints. Oh, goodness. But no, we are broadca or broadcasting, coming to you, as always, from within uh, Campus Comics here on uh, Main Street in Carbondale, Illinois. I'm your host, owner-operator of Campus Comics, Mike No, and... Again, we got more people here than usual, so joining me tonight are special guest, a return guest. Mike Atchison. Scott Reed. Dan Brown. Matt Martin. All right. And what? Yep. What's that? No, yeah. <laughs> Dan's uh, had it already. He's had enough. Had enough. Well, anyway, it's gonna kind of be just like a free for all, a little bit of an episode. We got we haven't really done a news episode for quite a while, so we're gonna play a little bit of catch up, talk about some stuff that uh, we just found out about as we're you know pretty much right before we started recording this. So to jump right in there, Dan, you had the kind of a timeline of going back and kind of making up some ground here. Yeah, we're trying to wrap up some stuff we haven't gotten to lately with sort of the erratic schedule of the show. Uh, so I think the first thing we're going to talk about is sort of the, you know, demise of the Vertigo imprint at DC. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been a pretty long-running right, running imprint at the company. Had a lot of projects come out of that. Yeah. And, and was was like the flag bearer for Mature Readers Comics mm -hmm. for, oh, yeah. for the better part time. of our lifetimes. Really, sure. yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about it before, but um, I mean, to me, the demise of Vertigo proper happened, you know, really when it's, I mean, it's official now, but it kind of stopped happening when it stopped being creator-owned yeah. stuff, yes. you know, well, yeah. and, and it went under the corporate umbrella, and it just was never the same. Every Everything know? that used to be, a, that would have been a Vertigo project 15 years ago went to Image or to Boom or to mm -hmm. a different company. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm as I sit here, I'm looking across at Black Hammer's trade paperback on your shelf, and I thought, before we started this, that would have been a Vertigo book back in the day. That yeah. had absolutely been a Vertigo book. Mm -hmm. And hilariously, it's crossing over with Justice League, so right. it would have been a Vertigo book. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if you can't own it, if you're Brian Vaughn or Jeff Lemire or Grant mm -hmm. Morrison or any of these guys who, who have the name recognition to mm -hmm. sell a creator-owned book... If you're Jason Aaron or you know, people from Marvel or DC, either one, if you've got a big enough name, why the hell would you take it to Vertigo and share yeah. it with Warner Brothers right. if you can, you know, not do and that? Especially when you hear these creators talk and like these, they make more money off these things yeah. with mm -hmm. just small, tiny runs than they do yeah. working for a big publisher. Like, yeah, I've heard creators like can, I've heard creators that they'd have to sell 20,000 books at Marvel or right. DC to make the same money they get for selling 2,000 books. And, at, and that's to say nothing of all home. the ancillary stuff that you get too. So you don't right. have the trade paperback sales the same way. And if you sell it for a movie. And the Netflix rights. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, every other thing that goes along. But, you know, Brian Vaughn and Ed Brubaker have both said that they will never work for, uh, they will never do creator-owned work ever again. Greg Rucka said that for a long time, but perhaps his finances dictated that he go back to working with DC. Or maybe he just got Lois Lane was the project he couldn't turn down, but he's come back. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, there are a good handful of, of large 
big name creators who have just said they're not going to ever do a creator owned mm -hmm. project uh, outside of, of strictly a creator owned uh, mm -hmm. company. They're never going to make something up for one of the big two ever again. If right. you're Brubaker, well, like, think about being Brubaker and you created the whole Winter Soldier arc and watch that. Mm -hmm. As fun as that is to watch that movie, to think, I could have gotten more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you stop and think of all the stuff that came out of. Um, you know, Vertigo in its prime, you know, stuff that's just part of the comic lexicon, if you will, at this time. I mean, everything from Preacher to Fables to Swamp Things, to Sandman, Why the Last Man, Sandman, Why the Last Man. It just, it's just a litany of just excellent stuff that set the bar for for the medium, you and know, really, kind of changed the idea of what people thought of what comics were and could be. Yep. I mean, that's where you get that uh, comics aren't just for kids that was used as, a, as an ad campaign, mm -hmm. right? And it also, you know, if, you're, if you've read late 80s, early 90s DC, it influenced the superhero books, too. Right. Because that approach to doing a more serious storytelling, when Marvel was doing the Clone Saga and stuff, mm -hmm. DC was looking across the aisle at their own company at Vertigo and being like, maybe we could, like, tighten this up a little bit. And, and, and that's how you get Morrison doing JLA. And Watchmen. Right. You know, yeah, well, that too, DC for sure. Proper, you know, in the DC. But yeah, I mean, and it's weird, you know, you hear they're going to roll all this back and that apparently the new VP or whatever, you know, just hates imprints. So we're just going to all go, you know, DC kids, DC and then Black Label. And then I saw and Even Black Label's being minimized Is already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Black Label doesn't mean anything, I don't no. think. Gotcha. The other reason for Vertigo, to be honest, is, and we'll make this as kid-friendly as possible, is uh, not having nudity. Mm -hmm. So, like, the issue with Batman Damned um, right. was probably the last nail in Vertigo's coffin. Even though Vertigo didn't put <laughs> that out, they but it. they don't yeah. want to have any sort of association with their being... Them, yes. them. They don't want anybody to say, that's the company that makes comic books that have nudity in it. <laughs> they own Batman, and Art, they showed a penis in it. Oh, that's clutch my pearls. Right. And that's yeah, why second... The, the, uh, what was the second, second coming? coming? Second Which, coming uh, that yeah. I was so going to get, and then oh, I God. seen it. It's, yeah. it's, dude, we're going to talk about some reviews. It's unbelievable. It's so effing good. No, no one who protested that book ever read that book because that book could not be less. Uh, what it, 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 yeah, it, the, it, it is. Be. It is so unbelievably pro Jesus and Christianity, mm -hmm. but people just couldn't abide the even the mention of the concept. And DC chickened out. And honestly, I'm, I'm with Stuart Moore. He said, like, I, they did me a favor. Who publishes it? Ahoy publishes Ahoy. it now. Yeah. But that's yeah. Part of the impetus for Ahoy existing was, I mean, Ahoy is basically old Vertigo. The same way that, um, what's the imprint that's at, that's at IDW? Um, oh, Black. I say it's Black, Black Crown, something. Black, Black Crown. Crown. There you go. I want to say Black Flag, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> yeah, Black Crown. I was like, I hope not. If so, there is a copyright <laughs> claim just waiting. Yeah. Right? How's that not been challenged? But uh, Black Crown was originally pitched as Old Vertigo, and then yeah. Burger's Books yeah. at Dark Horse mm -hmm. is also and I just got Old an Vertigo. For Burger Books, yep. you know, in this shipment. So I guess that's still a thing. Yep. Even yep. It's, it is baffling, heard. though, to think, right? That evidently there is obviously a market because all these smaller yeah. companies were like, we will publish yeah. these things. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, we will publish these things. On the last previous episode, there are still projects at DC yeah. like The Last God. That's a Vertigo that's, book. Yeah. You can't tell me that wasn't created right. as a Vertigo book. Mm -hmm. You know, so well, that stuff's still around. And the whole Hill line of yeah. books should yeah. have been. I mean, yeah. they would have been Vertigo. It's under Black I mean, Lego, look, but that would have been Vertigo. Young Animal is Vertigo. Yeah. Is yeah, a, that's a hundred percent. If you've read any of those, they're so they're intentionally referencing Grant Morrison's Vertigo run of Doom Patrol. Like, mm -hmm. the whole trippy, you know, metatextual stuff is is part and parcel of Morrison's Doom Patrol. That's influenced by and intentionally riffing on that. It just doesn't happen to have a Vertigo tag on it for mm -hmm. some reason. Huh. 
So next, Mr. Brown. Uh, again, some older news here, but we haven't discussed it yet. Is uh, we have a new Batman? Oh yeah, the films movie wise. Yes. Batman. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. Obviously, I like a lot of people. When you hear this initially, uh-huh. it's like okay, so Robert Patterson, right? Is there, I got the name right. Patterson. 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 Sorry, Robert Patterson. And and most people, you know, groan. Uh, but what I have to tell myself is that. When they announced Chris Evans as Captain America, mm-hmm. I groaned then too, and I proved myself to be quite possibly the biggest fool on the face of the earth. Right. So, well, I don't feel... set yourself short. <laughs> that was well before Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I thank uh, you for that. But uh, <laughs> so the so I feel like we could give the guy a shot. Oh yeah, you know I mean got to. Yeah, I mean all you know him from is the Twilight stuff. You know what I mean? And, I was and, skeptical just on, and I don't want to sound weird, which I've never seen. Before. I was skeptical yeah, on on just like body type. He's kind of a right. lean dude, and skinny this, Batman doesn't strike this me. This is a young Batman, right? Well. Well, but I mean, Man. even so, skinny Batman is not quite the same thing. Lean Batman's different, but That's like skinny. Ba- but here's the thing, man. I I, I I changed my tune because somebody made a fan art mm-hmm. of just overlaying in Photoshop the Batman yeah. costume over a picture from a different movie, and I was like, oh no, that actually looks really good. No, great, I'm not. You're totally right. Look down, yeah. Yeah. and if you've seen Water for Elephants, you will see he's got acting. Look, chops. man, mm-hmm. I don't think great. Christian Bale's a great Batman either. No. If I'm being honest, <laughs> but Dark Knight's still awesome. Yeah. So yeah. you know. I'm I'm with Scott on this. I I yeah. first all I could see was sparkles yeah. on the guy, you know, yeah. in a Batman <laughs> uniform, and my wife was just chuckling at me when mm-hmm. I'm telling her about it. Well, my initial and thought about the whole thing was like, well, this is what you get when you get Jason Momoa Aquaman yeah. making a billion dollars. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're just going to start casting these quote unquote heartthrobs in these roles, but. If the guy can, you gotta, had, you gotta. But see by the way, there has to be a moratorium on, on Aquaman slams with me as a guest on this okay. show. <laughs> never, no, oh, never, yeah. no. Oh. Producer, <laughs> producer rights, uh, dude. But I'm not, I'm not saying anything about that movie no, or, just, or Momoa. I'm just saying. Yeah, he drew the women into that movie. I don't yeah. care, you know. Oh, what I mean? just no like, doubt. You know, uh, that's I mean? cash he, he money, baby. Some of the guys into that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was cash money. Patterson yeah. has much better acting credibility than Momoa oh, ever absolutely. has. In, in so. as much as he has any at all. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fact he has any, you know, says yeah. a lot. So I mean, we we talked about this around the store, you know, when it was announced, and you know, I'm I was skeptical, but again, I think the closest thing we have to this, and you know, we heard the same arguments with Heath Ledger. Right, you know, playing the Joker. We heard the same thing with Michael Keaton, Batman. Yeah, oh, well, you know. so geez. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I for know, the time, but it didn't hold up. No, you know, it, so. it wouldn't hold up today. Yeah, but I mean, there was you know still a lot of like. And we were also so desperate for anything. Yeah, well, we were so desperate for anything superhero. We would take mm-hmm. something less at that time just mm-hmm. to just to have it. Right, you know, dude. So. I remember when people came in excited after Ben Affleck Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Thought, oh, yeah. you should read some real comics yeah. you might like daredevil even more mm-hmm. yeah we're i'll never forget dan saying that we it's an embarrassment of riches now and yes. we are having these oh, yeah, super sure. first world problems about yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. debating on the merits of certain actors in certain movies and mm-hmm. i i have to fall back to okay did i enjoy myself and you know uh, will i enjoy myself that's the way i frame it now and and um I, for, for the most part, I've enjoyed just about every comic book-based TV show or movie that's come out. There are there are exceptions. Sure. Uh, you know, Aquaman. 
Yeah. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there are exceptions. Actually, pretty much but, all of them. I well, think about it. Wonder Woman and, and, and uh, Shazam. I'll you take know, Elektra over Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think my my bias came Mortal from oh, my bias. It was pure bias, and that's the only reason I liked it. it was I was a fanboy. It's and, okay uh, to like. It. When, yeah, and when then, we talked about it's Endgame, okay to like bad I, I think we talked about this on the podcast. I wonder if it was something we talked about before or after. But you know, when I saw Endgame, and I, I, I'm not like. I am a Marvel fan, but I don't know. I'm probably more nostalgically a DC fan. But but I my first thing in comics was Marvel. I bought Marvel off of a newsstand at our grocery store. And there was a moment at the end of Endgame where, out of nowhere, I got a little choked up in the very end yeah. because I just <laughs> thought... How freaking amazing is it if, if I could go back in time and show junior high Matt just a screenshot of that battle scene at the end of the movie... I would, it would have blown my friggin' mind. Mm -hmm. I remember reading in Wizard when Coralco was going to get Spider-Man and getting excited there's going to be a Spider-Man movie. And I try to imagine like how awful that movie would have been. But I would have loved it. Like the yeah. 89 yeah. Batman's terrible, in my opinion. Mm. But, uh, mm. oh no, I hate 89 Batman. I hate all of the pre... Actually, honestly, there's never been a Batman movie that's really a good Batman movie, if you ask me. But that's a conversation for a different one. But like, 89 Batman's not Dark Knight. You know what I mean? You like, but you were totally happy with '89 Batman and '89 because that was oh, yeah. as good as you were ever going to get. I'm still happy yeah. with '89. Batman. So yeah. I, I, I don't like Christopher Reeve Superman. I think, I they're, I think they're bad. I'll uh, but 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 if you, but I watched him as a kid. Yeah. Loved him. Oh yeah. Yeah, you get you have to you have to remember that looking through the lens of history, it's going to look. I know. I just blew Mike's mind. I said I didn't like yeah, Chris Reeve Superman. Chris Reeve Superman. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm on the wrong podcast now. <laughs> but to me, well. the, the 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 movie that broke it wide open was the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man movie the first one I came out yeah I, yeah, I, I mean, did it, it I came out of that to movie. keep it fair I don't like that either I don't either wow, wow. but it turned <laughs> reinforcing my Matt doesn't like anything for Sona yeah. <laughs> lean in but I mean but again it's just like but you it were is. saying it, about Dan saying that you know I hate his third world problems. I hate escapism. I hated Spider-Man 2, and I still walked out of Spider-Man 2 thinking, my God, the scene where he and Doc Ock fight up the building uh -huh. was like a comic book movie, oh, was yeah. animated yeah, onto yeah, the screen, yeah, really. and it's still, I don't like that movie, and I will yeah. die on that hill. And that's but my that favorite scene, of the Tommy Guard yeah, one. But right. that scene is one of the best comic book movie <laughs> scenes anyone's ever done, <laughs> because it looked just like, when you read comics, like your brain animates the scene, right? Mm -hmm. And it looked exactly like I imagined Spider-Man right. fighting Doc Ock would look, and it blew me away. And I remember thinking, I don't like this movie, but damn, that scene was great. And when I left, I was still really, really mm -hmm. excited about the fight scene because it looked freaking perfect, right? Yeah. Spider-Man 3 is terrible, but that Sandman's but fight again, scene I'm is unbelievable. I'm from the generation good. that, you know, the best we had was Lou Ferrigno Hulk. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, so and the Bionic Man. Yeah, the Bionic Man was pretty movie. awesome. Oh, yeah. the Spider-Man TV, the live-action oh, Spider-Man yeah. TV right. series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was... <Yeah>. Somehow <laughs> we've gotten off news to, uh, we've entered the time bubble and went back to... Uh, <laughs> That's all right. But this is fun. Keep us on track. Well, I mean, we're going back to, then all the whole... Picking it, picking it apart. Well, you know not so I much mean. about the casting and stuff. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, we're, you know, talking about how we might be disappointed that Pattinson's going to be Batman. But yeah. really, when we think about it, it's going to be better than a lot of what uh, we've already had. A whole uh, lot of people and, said Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec can't be in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that turned out right. just fine. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. well, okay, let's go on a rant here. You know, we're finding that, I'm finding that 
actors like Hemsworth and mm-hmm. and and Chris I'm, Pratt. Chris, thank you, Christopher mm-hmm. Pratt. After one or two of those movies, I'm I'm ready for them to move on. Really? You know? Yeah. It's just like it's because it's coming a little bit stale. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm I'm actually and this this pains me to say, but I am happy that the Captain America story arc in Endgame is done, mm-hmm. because you see how they started revving up everything that Cap was doing, other than those important pivotal scenes was played for a joke. And I do not want my Captain America <laughs> played as a joke like they doing with Thor and yeah. and Hulk and everything like that. Oh. It's just it's See, just I'm, I'm I'm very happy with that. I find I look as a guy who buys a lot of superhero comics every week. I find and I, I talked to not to name drop, but this is one of the things when I met Tom King that he and I sat and chit chatted about. The one of the things I like about his books, I I don't like my superheroes to take themselves too terribly seriously. Mm-hmm. It's still people who wear their underwear on the outside of their pants and dress up like flying rats. <laughs> so like, there's an extent to which I want them to be serious, but I don't want them to be mm-hmm. too terribly serious because if you pick at a comic book too far, all of it's silly and none of it makes sense. So I don't mind a little bit of lean in. I know I, you guys hate Ragnarok because you thought Ragnarok was too jokey, yes. but but uh, I mean a little a little bit of a little bit of lightening that up uh, doesn't bother me. I, I don't mind okay a little don't lightening either. up, but yeah. when they take Thor from but being somebody that's overbearing person to being a pompous yeah, buffoon, comic, that's what I don't like. Comic mm-hmm. Thor kind of sucks. Well, I, I, there's a reason Comic Thor never yeah. sold that many but new, copies. Yeah, but also New Movie Thor really sucks. <laughs> yeah, but New Movie Thor is popular, yeah, and people and, buy Thor merchandise, yeah. and no one did that before. Thor yeah. was most famous for being a, the thing that the girl in Adventures in Babysitting <laughs> did. That was the pop culture version of Thor. Or that dude in the furry outfit from one of the Hulk Probably movies, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. Well, yeah, we that goes back Daredevil. to the bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. With the black. I didn't know that's who that was. Yeah. I remember the Daredevil. I didn't know it was Rex Reed. Yeah. Holy crap. I saw it in junior high. Yeah. I remember being really happy that Daredevil was in a movie. We're like, this is stupid, but Daredevil's on the screen, and it's great. <laughs> and he looks nothing like he's supposed to. <laughs> Doesn't matter. They said his name. <laughs> you know, you're just so happy to have it. Uh, so all right. Before sorry. we move on, okay. just keeping on with the Matt Reeves-directed Batman, uh, we haven't had any more casting announcements, but here's my picks real quick, because they're saying there's going to be a plethora of villains in this mm-hmm. film. So Penguin is the first one that, you know, has one of them that's come up. I'm going to say Ray Winstone. For Penguin, uh, Firefly has been mentioned. I'm going to say Michael Pitt from Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. Catwoman, uh, since she seems to be done at Marvel, let's go with Jamie Alexander. That is not who it's going to be. Have they said? <laughs> they kind of implied. I heard strong, strong suggestion that it's Vanessa Kirby who played and oh, who was yeah. in Hobbs and Shaw. That that would very much be my guess. Yeah. Well, that's <clears throat> it'll be someone like that. Yeah. None yeah, of these I think, will be who. Yeah. They I think are. you're these right. No, fan, I think, I think Ray, I've actually heard Ray Winstone and other things. Yeah, like, really? really? Yeah, legit. Which uh, I, I think is perfect. You're totally right. Yeah. Mad Hatter. I'm going to say Tony Hale from Arrested Development. <laughs> that would be great. Oh. I just don't watch enough TV because I'm not um, recognizing any of these names. <laughs> and, <laughs> you, watch Arrest, you watch Arrested Development? No. no? Okay. No. Uh, Two-Face, I'm going to go with Ryan Gosling. These are all going to be in his movie? No, no this is my, his fan casting. Oh, okay. But there is, there this is sounds a, like Batman well, and Robin or Batman Forever. Yeah, there is a rumor yeah, that it's... a lot of villains. Yeah, that yeah. There's, it's very villain heavy. Well, was the, is, was it just a rumor that what John Hamm was supposed to be playing Two-Face? Was that just a rumor? Yeah, they haven't announced that. Okay, anything. okay. Right. Fine with that, too. Yeah, Either Again, he needs okay. to get in here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that man's jaw <laughs> will be wasted. God wasted a perfect superhero jaw. he's not this Superman, like, what's he doing? And then uh, for Riddler, I'm going to pick Nicholas Holt, who was the you know yeah, runner-up. Yeah. Yeah, I, heard, I heard that, too. I heard he auditioned for two things, that they both auditioned for two yeah. things. So that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, no announcements as far as I go. Just my 
yes, your fun fan cast picks. There you go. But they're really good ones too, and they're they honestly are. not they're not implausible at all. Yeah. Uh, so on to the next thing. Yes, yeah, next. That. Uh, so we got the last X Men movie, probably from Fox, yeah. with uh, Dark Phoenix. Because because oh, New Mutants like, is going to go to. Uh... I saw that. I was like, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, uh, New Mutants is supposed to go straight to like Hulu or something, right? Is what the I would current? Imagine. Do we it, think it, it'll be on the Disney? No, they Plus, they're they're saying it has a theatrical release now next year. Really? Okay. Yeah, which I find very hard to believe. Oh, 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 it literally it literally dragged Disney stock down. <laughs> the other day, like well, they, they, I and, heard they made nothing on Dark Phoenix yes. because of this yeah. deal. Dark Phoenix and New Mutants, so. they, yeah, they've made so little on that, and New Mutants has been so problematic that those were credited as dragging Disney stock down the other day. Wow, okay, um, because you know they bought, they bought, look, they bought some stinkers when they bought Fox. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to New Mutants just because the it's cast just, is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But, but again, do we get it right, at yeah. this yeah. point? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're going to see it somewhere. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I, th- I thought for sure it was a lock for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Like, that seems mm-hmm. really obvious, but right? But it's done, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's just done. Yeah, they're it's, not doing anything with it's it. It's just, I yeah, guess, they've done a bunch of reshoots very... and stuff they were saying before. Mm-hmm. If if they release it to Disney+, Plus, it won't be until after the the excitement for it dies, for Disney+, Plus dies down. Because I hear it's not good. And it's not exactly a marquee release. You can be like, and New Mutants is out. It's not going to get people to subscribe. Say, hey, I'm glad yeah. I spent my ten dollars or whatever, because um, it's it's supposedly really uneven and kind of all over the place. And story. It's like a mm. horror movie. But, yeah. Well. But yeah. but like I, that not, actually appeals to me. But it's too. not like consistently a horror movie. Oh, okay. Kind of like can't decide what it is. Real jokey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably, probably. 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 They, you know, Thor's got a cameo. Right. right. <laughs> As a hot dog vendor. Yeah, or there you go. Yeah. yeah. A drunk on the streets. <laughs> Verily, these hot dogs are <laughs> with my root beer. So yeah, I felt kind of uneven about Dark Phoenix. Has everybody seen it? Or I have not. You have, and I yeah. The best thing I can say about Dark Phoenix is it was not as bad as I expected it to be. <laughs> I don't think it's as bad as people were saying. No, it no, is. and it's not. It's well, not. I mean, no. realistically, it's not. We know what we're yeah. going to get from yeah, an X Men movie, and that's yeah. the thing. It's an X Men right. movie. It's yeah. the problem that other superhero movies are running into now. Where they're not Marvel Studios right. movies, mm-hmm. and, you know that's what everybody wants at this point. Marvel's flooded the market with this. This these are people's expectations now for what a superhero film is. Uh, as I was watching it though, and I realized, you know, this is probably it for you know this version of the X Men. Uh, once Magneto's in there, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna miss this. Like uh, these yeah. movies have been mm-hmm. great with that character with Ian McKellen and Fassbender, mm-hmm. and, says, and they've come up with really creative uses for his powers. Mm-hmm. And it's always something fun. It's always like a really cool, you know, creative thing they've done. And it's just like, are they going to carry that over? You know what I mean? Right. And, it, you know, regardless, it'll be a while before we see anything X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then who knows what approach they're going to take. Will we even get Magneto? You know, mm-hmm. since we had him in so many movies already. Right. You know, so. And they're kind of, the X-Men as a franchise is kind of radioactive right now for yeah. Disney, I think. Which is really unfortunate, especially if you're a comic fan, because of how many, well, not even years, decades, that that was what Marvel was. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. So it's kind of strange um, I, to I have think, them be, like I said, kind of toxic. But I think if they announce we're rebooting X Men, yeah. mm-hmm. I think I think it's just gonna. I still think they need to give it a little bit. Oh, I, I yeah. imagine they will. I mean, I mean if, they, if they're like X Men in 2021. That's. I think that's too early. There's still such positive about Wolverine, though. I mean, Logan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's yeah. still a yeah. lot of positive there. Well, and I mean, honestly. But like, you're not getting Jackman back either. Well, right. but do yeah. we need him back? People have had him for 20 years almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, the thing. that's the expectation. I yeah. think you have to wait a little bit. 
I just, I mean, you, with all these superheroes, they only you only have a certain lifetime as an actor oh, to be sure. able to, to play in those roles. He's really gone a lot longer than than most others were able to. So, um, I, I think that I think we're plenty of time for just to, to start from scratch with X Men. So, my opinion, anyway. One of the things that I think is interesting when I mean, you were talking about liking Evans and Hemsworth and people maybe rotating out is that comic book movies have not been around long enough for comic book movie fans to experience what comic book fans have had oh, to do yeah. over and over, which yeah. is retreads of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, I mean, look, we have no remake story other than Dark Phoenix. Well, Nothing has just been flat out like, we have, do it again. We have three reboots of Spider-Man already. Yeah, but not with the same villain in every single one. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, like, yeah. They're not like, and by the way, Green Goblin's first villain again. Like, <laughs> you haven't seen Green Goblin outside of the Toby, right? Yeah, no, okay. They didn't with the Andrew yeah. Garfield ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. So you get a different villain every time. You have um, a, You a, just a, still have to still like th- him, sit yeah, through yeah. Uncle Ben getting shot, you know, mm-hmm. twice. and then, But, yeah. so you haven't had to do that. But that's going to be a thing. The longer that you run these movies, the more you're going to be like, well, what do we do? <laughs> what if Thanos came back, they, you guys? What Harry if Thanos Osborne. came back? Yeah. You know, Harry Osborn. Yeah, in the. There's always the chance that superhero movies run their course and go the way of westerns in the fifties. Whatever, <laughs> Spielberg. <laughs> I've never heard him say that. He's, he's, he's absolutely said that. Yeah, yeah. Has he? Yeah. Well, I, I worry about it more than anything because mm-hmm. I. I mean, I don't see it happening. I mean, as long as they're they're bringing in money, they're gonna yeah. keep there, making them. But. There's definitely a little bit of Star Wars fatigue, and who would have ever mm-hmm. thought that you would have that? But I think that has more to do with the plot of Last Jedi being so polarizing on people, mm-hmm. and nothing like that has happened in the Marvel movies. Yeah. At least I nobody think, was like nobody's took, like that's it. I'm done. I'm that walking took away. Forty years. Too, it did. It did. Know? But not that yeah. many movies. There've well, been more yeah, Marvel yeah, movies yeah, than yeah. Star Wars movies. But the Star Wars movies have the same problem that the Marvels movies have, that they're starting to play them for jokes instead of playing them as, oh, even though yeah. it's it's popcorn drama, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it is silly. I think it's pro- not played as silly. Though. I think the problem they're going to have is, and again, a problem Marvel's about to have, which is the Ryan Johnson trilogy is not going to have any pre-existing characters in it. It's going to be set in a different timeline, and it remains to be seen if people like Star Wars or if people just liked the memory Luke and things right. related yeah. to Luke and Han, and you know, if the Millennium Falcon can't be in the new trilogy, mm-hmm. is anybody if you can't show a trailer where the Falcon flies towards you at the end of it and everybody gets excited, does it play? Now, There's- as as a huge Star Wars Expanded Universe fan, I'm psyched, mm-hmm. man. Give me non-Luke, hey, give, Luke, and Leia. Give me the Ebon Hawk flying towards the screen. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I would love to have Alex. That's what I loved about Rogue One, right? Yes. As somebody who loved Star Wars role-playing games as a kid, Rogue One was like watching our Star Wars role-playing <laughs> games be put onto a movie. I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be great. But I, if your expectations for Ryan Johnson's trilogy are the same as for, say, Episode 7 and 8, yeah, crazy. And Marvel's going to run into the same thing, too. And eventually they have to write off. They've got no Downey. They've got no Chris Evans. Uh-huh. So this next wave is going to be some whole new characters and some whole new actors. And I think you've got a lot of goodwill and it'll be okay. But I bet you you don't get the biggest movie of all no, time. No, you're not getting whatever, a $3 billion dollar right, movie for a while. Whatever whatever this next phase builds to, uh-huh. it ain't going to be endgame level. No, no. And I, I, you're, even the next, the end of the next phase is not going to hit endgame level, period. I, I kind of hope they don't even try. No, like, don't give me a giant cosmic build-up threat. Mm-hmm. Like, not every comic story ends where they save the universe from half destruction. Right. right? What are your thoughts on the avant-garde uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie? All about what are your it. expectation? Yeah, I've got pretty high expectations at this point. I think at the end of last year, we were all talking about like what mm-hmm. movie we're most looking forward to, and that was mine. Mm-hmm. Just well, other even, than even, Endgame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even at the time, it's like you don't know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. 
you know, with everything else, you know, sequels and reboots. You I look forward to for idea. just the reason Matt mentioned is that we don't want the the, the big just too universe yeah. blowing up yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. We want some small stories. Some small That's what I'm most excited character. about Batman, too. That's why I can't hardly stand the Scott Snyder Justice League right now, because every year is trying to top mm-hmm. the previous, or every issue is trying to right. top the previous I, issue. Well, I just said was, something, that was something just like that some of the other day. Yeah, yeah, that was just what was great. I thought about the... You know about all the Netflix stuff. These were just yeah. all small, street level, mm-hmm. street level stories. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Daredevil only saved Hell's Kitchen. Yes, yeah. he didn't save the and universe. The, and the situation yeah. he didn't was saved the whole town. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, sometimes Daredevil was... just saved a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that was a great episode. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, like, yeah. The situation was dire to those people right. it was mm-hmm. happening to, right. but the great impact was not. No one will ever know what they did. Kind exactly. Of yeah. Yeah. Well, some of the best comic books are the one-shot issues where, yeah. like, I remember like reading X-Men, you know, mm. with the, the Burn Claremont stuff, and some of the better issues were like some of the annuals where they're yeah. sitting around the mansion Dude, playing baseball. Do you have, yeah. it, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Do you yeah, have exactly. any idea how many times when I worked here somebody came in and said, do they still do X-Men issues where they barbecue and play baseball? Mm-hmm. And I would have to be like, oh, not really. No, yeah. And I know that's silly because how many times can you do it? But like they all, DC didn't stop doing Superman Christmas issues, mm-hmm. right? Like Superman still did a Christmas issue where he did something for a kid for years, well into the 2000s, and Marvel had given up on all that crap. Mm-hmm. They didn't do X Men barbecue issues anymore. But yeah. those were the first issue of X Men I bought off the shelf was uh, an X Men barbecue and baseball pool party yeah. issue. Probably that's, annual number eight. That's- uh, with the Impossible Man? No, it was oh, actually okay. just X Men number. That's it was Jim Lee's X Men so number. Much, oh, okay. That's the reason I like team up books so much because typically they were a one issue. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They weren't a multi issue oh. arc. And I, you see a, something you don't normally get to see. Yeah, there's a whole podcast called the Done in One Wonder Show. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know them. I get no, I didn't get no kickback from this. But if you want some, yeah, we hear, we hear your name dropped on other podcasts <laughs> yeah. all the well, time. I'm just the biggest fanboy ever. Uh, that's what's bad is I'm a fan of the fans. I mean, it's like so. But this this what well, Done in One. Every, I make a point to look up the issues that. That he and his cast, which is him playing different people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has a Solomon Grundy, he's got a Bizarro, <laughs> he's got a Reverse Flash, and he does all this pretty darn good, and it's it's like it's like radio, huh. and but I I as soon as I see what issue he's covering, I go to my back issues and I pull it and I read it, and then I listen because nice. I love that done in one ass, yeah. uh, you know. What aspect. was the uh, what was the Superman Shazam crossover? Was that first Thunder or something yeah, like there that? Was, the yeah, crossover that, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ever read that? It's like two two or three issues. Yeah, or something like that. there's Real just short. this great little scene where they're just sitting on a rooftop. Shazam and Superman, they're talking, yeah. oh, wow, you can do that? Man, that's awesome. I can't do that. You know what I mean? It's just like they're just back and forth kind of comparing their yeah. powers, you know, Because and with all the, you and know, you Superman were t- slapped him with a lawsuit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to own you and your company. You're ripping me off. Yeah. <laughs> and Superman is, uh-uh, you're magic. <laughs> so, but, but going back to those, those one-shot issues that mm-hmm. have great stories, they're not going to be billion-dollar movies. Right. No. Even though they're some of my fondest but, memories of uh-huh. comics. But, exactly. but, but. Far from home made a lot of money, and Far from Home didn't do anything except save a school trip yes. to Italy. But there was, so, but it was still an action movie. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. But it didn't have yeah. to be. Which he I'm didn't go sure to space. Yes. He did you know. set pieces. Yes. Like, yes. I mean, like there was in you know Homecoming. Yeah. You know, because the the set piece of the Empire State Building and all that stuff. You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. Great, yeah, yeah. great fight scenes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I and, you know, you're not, not going to see those anymore either because everything's for the trade. They're, it's just written for the trade. Oh, yeah. Almost yeah. everything. So I get that too. But that's why I like getting the annuals from 
unless when they're unless the annual is like a crossover event and i'm like no yeah <laughs> <laughs> the uh the marvel annuals for the summer the acts of evil which are which is a reference to the old uh, acts of vengeance where the villain swapped heroes basically um like a freaking key party in the 70s uh, but uh, but the acts of evil is a reference to that and it's it's just heroes fighting things that they don't normally fight so yeah. like punisher fought the brood yeah which they've not been like amazingly well written but i've enjoyed all of them because punisher fought the brood yeah <laughs> like that doesn't happen when does that happen so like all of them have been some weird mashup thing and it and that's in what now? It, they're in Marvel's annuals for this summer. Oh, the uh, not the Year of the Villain, but the whatever their version of that is. Yeah, Acts of, um, Acts of Evil. Yeah, Acts of Evil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's it's unconnected. It's not a story. There's no overarching thing. It's just for the summertime annuals. They just mm. mashed characters up. So like they just you know different villains that aren't normally in those yeah, books like appeared, and it was just kind of fun. Like uh, it, it goes to show you, the longer you read comics, right, the harder it is to show you something you haven't seen before, mm -hmm. which I think is why you don't love Snyder's Justice League. It's the same reason I don't love Snyder's Justice League. It's good, but it's also not something I haven't seen, right? It's like yeah, 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 yeah cosmic threat. I mean, you don't you don't fool me into thinking that somehow the universe yeah. is going to be destroyed. I mean, we all know the good guys are going to win. You so guys. how do you top so, the anti monitor? Right. You. You create the anti-monitor's mom. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, his mom shows up, and she's mean. So, yeah. like, okay. But that's cool enough, but he's got so many concepts yeah. in this 20-something issue run now that my brain, maybe it's just my no. age now, but it's blowing up. And it's way too over the top. It's way too much. It's like no, too much yeah. of a good thing, maybe. It is. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, I, it's too much of a not-so-good thing, in my opinion. I, I, will, so, I yeah. will say, again, it is the fact that you've already seen this story. Yeah. At your age, right? If you are a newer comic fan, this is the first time you... And sometimes, like, when I when I cover on Saturdays or if I'm here on Wednesdays or whatever, sometimes some of the college students are in here, they have not read 30, 40 years worth of books like we have. And so this is the first time they've seen something like this. And that's kind of cool. And so the movies, to bring it back to where we were before, do have that, where that's that's the advantage of the movies is that it's, it's nostalgia for us and it's, you know, like, completely new to somebody else. But eventually... Eventually, like you do, run out of material to mine. Um, you start getting the C list stuff at some point. So, well, speaking directly to your point of that, with maybe about a month ago now, we had a uh, teenage boy in here with his sister and grandpa, and he wanted all of Snyder's Justice League. That's awesome. I've dug mm -hmm. them all out for him, and he got great. all of them. That's <laughs> great. That's great. <laughs> so, and yeah. like, the, so here's the thing about Snyder's Justice League is it just feels like kind of a copy of Crisis-ish, you know. But if you've never read Crisis, and to be honest, if you gave Crisis to a teenage boy, it's not going to read real well. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, they're not going to love that style of comic. You and I will, yeah. because of because it was that was what comics were when you bought that. Well, with Crisis, you had to understand what some of the DC you history did. was. Yeah. Yeah. With Snyder's, you just, it's just a... It's both smaller yeah. scale and bigger at the same time, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know how that works. Very, I mean, everything from the Source Wall to Thanagar Prime to... You know, some new ultraviolet, you yeah, know, ultraviolet ring or spectrum. spectrum. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I, I feel like it's just throwing too many things into one thing and shaking it up. And with enough references to Crisis that I think it would maybe confuse new readers. But maybe I'm wrong. I've yeah. never really talked to a new reader and, and how, see how they're enjoying it. My, my nephew is 21, and uh, the one that lives with us. And uh, he came out the other day, and I was telling Mike the story about he inadvertently pirated <laughs> All of Tom King's Batman. Oh gosh, it's a long story because basically, <laughs> basically, apparently, millennials just Google things and assume that everything is fine. But he, <laughs> but he was, 
So he inadvertently, I have a bunch of the trades and he'd read the trades. So he inadvertently pirated like 25 issues of Tom King's Batman and has caught up. But having caught up on King's Batman, he was like, so what's going on in the rest of DC? So I really briefly explained to him uh, what's going on in Justice League and a couple other things. I had to explain to him, and it made me think of the last time we did the podcast, I explained to him who the Legion of Superheroes are because <laughs> somehow he didn't know. And he watched like all the DC animated stuff when he was a kid. And I guess maybe he never watched the Legion cartoon when that uh, was on Cartoon Network? Well, I don't know. He can't on DC Universe now. Oh, well, really? That's great. I'll have to watch that. But he was super excited. So and I, I, a little bit, it was like, oh, that's kind of nice. It made me a little bit more excited how excited he was about it. It made me feel like a, an old cynic. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe we are just old cynics. <laughs> maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I'm really liking Snyder's Justice League. Just saying. I, enjoy, I enjoy it. I just... I think you have to you have to keep up with it, yeah, but it reminds well, you know when so many of these books we read in five minutes and move on anymore. I think I would like Snyder's know. Justice League more if it would step on the friggin' gas. Yeah, I, I feel that, like yeah, it is. Yeah. That's so many books. I feel like, it, well, but I feel like it is paced because they're still waiting on Doomsday Clock. Yeah, and I have a pet theory by the way about that. What if what if Doomsday Clock is not Jeff Johns and Gary Frank's problem? What if it's DC's problem? What if he can't finish those last couple of issues because DC's changed the target? Could what if they, DC said, oh, 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 that's not where these books need to end now. And they've had to go back they. and... So you're, you're saying they threw new darts at the wall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a that's a legitimate possibility, in my opinion. Well, knowing what they did to Tom King with Heroes in Crisis... Right. I can... This, the cynic in me, as you aptly said earlier, I, I can see that happening. And it's just one of the many reasons. I mean, I can't... I can't keep up with if a book is coming out. I know it's on pace at like maybe bi-monthly, a little bit more. But Doomsday Clock, it it, it was all touted to be, you know, this is going to be don't the explanation you, for don't everything. Don't you come in here and badmouth Doomsday it's, Clock, my Oh, I love it. I love it. But it's like, it's like. I, it's way better I, than Aquaman. I, I, <laughs> that, was a, well, that was a low blow. <laughs> I, 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 I'll have to reread it. But that's okay. You know, you get your, you get your money's worth when you reread Scott something. Scott Reed with the mean low punch. <laughs> that's me. That's me, not Scott. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. 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 No, I, I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> Doomsday, Doomsday Clock and what you expected. It's, it's not the quality. It's just the the The, the timeliness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's two, three, four months late. Well, but isn't that appropriate? Watchmen was way late, too. Yeah. Well, we keep joking. We're going to do the final review in 2020. That's probably yeah. what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it will. It absolutely yeah, no. will. Watchmen was not, it didn't. Yeah, Watchmen didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, but the difference with Watchmen was is nothing Watchmen else was waiting on it. Was yeah. Yeah. Nothing was yeah. waiting on it. it well, just time. just a whole lot of fans. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Watchmen got later and later. Yeah. Enough. It was monthly for a while. And then yeah. it, like, I think like nine or something slipped and then 10 slipped further. And then I don't remember. I remember Dennis telling me about the wait for 11 and 12 and people coming in and being mad that it mm-hmm. still wasn't out. I bought that a month ago. Well, maybe longer than a month till you see it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. You so go. next yeah. topic, uh, <laughs> we want to talk about like some announcements out of San Diego Comic Con this year, and anything everybody's excited about, or yeah. any cool stuff you heard. What you, it, who's what do you, Mike? What are you most excited about uh, from San Diego Comic Con? <laughs> I, I don't know. Any Probably. movie catching your interest? Uh, I really like the Blade casting of all oh, of sure, all things. Okay, yeah. you know, that's just about perfect, and I don't want to butcher his name. Green book guy. It's Mahershala Ali, right? Mahershala Ali. Yeah, that's who it is. Got to be I, pretty close. If, if I'm wrong, he can come on here and correct. There he is. There he is. With the katana and all. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that was pretty spot on. And probably other than that, probably Shang Chi. Yeah. You know, because to see if they can correct the. Uh, yeah. Since they can't do 
Iron, Iron Fist. Fist yeah. You know, maybe we can get some <laughs> martial arts yeah. stuff good. So that's probably actually, the two things. That... I'm pretty excited about, I don't know if you've heard the rumor that um, all of the Mandarin stuff from Iron Man 3 is, yeah. is kind of getting run back a little bit. Like, well, it already was. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. for Shang-Chi, like, yeah. they're, re- they're retconning it again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Well, what is it? Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings or something mm-hmm. like that is what the working mm-hmm. title is. Mm-hmm. So, but that like maybe you didn't understand what was in Iron Man three and blah blah like it wasn't what it appeared to be kind of thing. Yeah, well, which I, is great. I, I I think that's I mean even because it was in Iron Man one, it yeah, was a, yeah, it was basically they set it up and then was, kind yeah, of yeah. and it kind of fell off and then they changed it and then they had that little short where they changed it again. So you know, uh, yeah, he wasn't Mandarin even though he's just yeah. he was just playing I'm, the Mandarin. I'm excited. So. I'm excited for it. And the real yeah. guy was not happy. Well, they yeah. Can't yeah. Use, the other yeah. thing is too they can't use Fu Manchu. Right. Yeah. Either they don't have the rights anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, know, also, so. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna eat some protests on that. Deservedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. What about everybody else? Excitement. Honestly, I think con. most of what came out of San Diego that I was excited about. I think we've talked about on oh, previews okay. and stuff like Legion and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Were what I was uh, really excited to see. DC Millennium and, and stuff. So I'm feeling pretty. I mean, but you're right. The Marvel movie announcements I think were the thing I was most excited to get to. Uh, probably my favorite announcement wasn't a comic or a movie, but a toy line, and we are getting Masters of the WWE Universe oh, yeah. <laughs> action figures. Uh, Rassin. Come on. Oh, yeah. That was pretty inspiring. Come on, Macho Man at Arms. Come yeah. on, come on. We're getting a, we're getting a, a Castle Grayskull style ring for these figures. This is something I mean, look, This is something I wanted back when Funko announced the Savage World line, yeah, which is take exactly off of the say. old you know, Barbarian He-Man yeah. figures from the 80s. And I'm like, okay, if they're doing other licenses, someone's doing wrestlers, you know, and I keep waiting for it. And now we're getting a He-Man, you know, WWE mashup figures line. It's like, I'm getting these. <laughs> who, is, who is He-Man in the line? There's, I don't think there's a direct uh, thing, but it's basically John Cena. That's what I assume. You okay. know, there'll be a John Cena with the okay. ring where he has invisible weapons because you can't see, see them. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. We're getting that. We're getting a Roman Reigns with Fisto's fist for his Superman punch. We're getting Rey Mysterio with Stratos do wings. We, do we get a Stone Cold and do we get a Rock? That's what I mean. They're, they just showed a Rock at PowerCon this weekend. They haven't shown a Stone Cold yet, but I, I um, that's oh, a matter yeah, of time. Too. That'll be a few waves in probably, but there's no way they don't do that. Uh, you know, who's, you're Skele- getting, you're, who's Skeletor? Triple H, okay. basically. Okay, cool. That's what I hope, given the number of times you were We're getting the Manny Faces... New Day, where the face oh, rotates to each member awesome. of the New Day, and a, and a unicorn horn knob that you turn. Dude. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. No. Yeah, it's like, no, like literally two people carrying on a conversation now, oh, and the rest of us yeah. are Not even that. I'm just, over, I'm just over here fanboying out over Dan's news. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to add. I'm just like, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and I, th- I believe Tip they're that. supposed to be Walmart exclusive, so we'll get them around here at least. You know, we'll be able to find them. Don't worry, they'll have been thoroughly beaten up. (laughs) (laughs) What I got most out of San Diego Comic Con is the lack of uh, DC's presence there. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that sort of uh, fired up the conspiracy theories about DC's future. So they've been they talked about the demise of DC in almost every decade that I've been reading comics. So I don't know if this is any different or if it's any if it has any more validity, but. 
the, the, Makes you wonder. The difference is the, the corporate ownership is a little bit more hands-on with DC. I mean, this goes back to what we talked about Vertigo. Vertigo wasn't a decision that DC editorial made. It was a decision Jeanette that Warner Brothers made. Jeanette Kahn would have never let that crap yeah. happen. Oh, no, it's a decision no. that Warner Brothers made for DC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the stakes are different for DC than it used to be, right? You used to be that Warner Brothers was content to let them go play in their sandbox and just keep the copyrights up, kids. Yeah. Um, and very rarely did Warner Brothers care what DC was mm-hmm. doing. Uh, they were just grist for the grist mill if they, anybody ever made a cartoon or a movie they come to DC and say hey explain these they characters give keep, us but that's not the they case they have anymore. to invest in these characters even if what I heard is uh, the, one of the theories is, is that all they care about is, is the iconography you know the yeah. Superman yeah. shield yeah. the Green Lantern well they have some symbol. of the most recognizable logos yeah, they're, they're, in the corporate portfolio they're more recognizable right? than most uh, yep. many other outside you know, of I don't know characters. outside of the Coke logo the McDonald's arches yeah. the Disney D and the Apple Apple DC owns a good chunk of yeah. the most recognizable corporate-related symbols mm-hmm. in the world. You, there's not a lot of places you can go that people can't point to Superman's shield or Batman's uh, Batman's logo and, and not know who that right. is. So you're totally right. I was kind of surprised by the Eternals announcement. One, the fact that it was so close to being done. I mean, they set a date mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting. I thought they were still. I mean, still going to be working on that for quite a while. I didn't there's think no it was like 2021 or. But they're saying, you know, what was it, November of next year? I think so. So um, now I, I, I did break down and actually look at the cast list. And one thing that I was surprised to see is that they gender swapped a ton of those characters. Hmm. So um, so a lot of them. That I'll be were, honest, I haven't paid attention. I've just been buying back issues like a speculating jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't paid any attention. Yeah. So, well, well a, lot of, a lot of them are gender swapped. I think it's something to do with the fact that, you know, there's like this move now to like for 50% of all the yeah. – you know, to be female and, and well, it's incredibly ethnically diverse too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is one of the big advantages to picking a property like the Eternals, where people don't freak out and say yeah, that's yeah. not yeah, my. Exactly. Yeah. But like, is anybody really going to be that mad if Icarus doesn't look the same way mm-hmm. he did? Come on, like, it's not that big. And it's but not you really going to matter. It's yeah, why right. I can't believe we don't have a new Warriors movie greenlit at Marvel, right? Like, mm. you could absolutely tinker the new Warriors up, and sure, a handful of people will get really mad, but there hasn't been a new Warriors comic at Marvel for real in 20-something mm. years, so if you could do that, that's those those properties are perfect for Marvel and DC yeah. both to yank out of there. Yeah, especially back when they did, I think it was the Scott Young miniseries of New Warriors, which is the reality show. Yeah. I thought for sure they were teaming yeah. that up for a show or a movie or something. It's super easy and, uh, to adapt, right? Yeah, like, can you tell me you're not going to have a cool version of Speedball on the screen somewhere? <laughs> well, and there's also yeah. just this, like, you have characters like Captain America and Superman that have been around for so long that if you're young, they feel like old oh, characters, sure. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But the New Warriors have been around for our entire life, yeah. but you wouldn't know it if you weren't a comic person. As far as you know, these are brand new characters yeah. that just got invented for these movies. Yeah. You're getting in on the ground floor kind of thing. Well, it's kind of like that for the Eternals. Right, very yeah. Few people know Same, same yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of baggage there with people. And I'm hoping we get the next Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily mm-hmm. the humorous side, but just a very surprisingly good movie. The so. Asgardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> uh, next time. So uh, we've got the uh, Netflix Marvel Universe kind of wrapping up with mm-hmm. the third season of Jessica Jones mm-hmm. now. So we are, you know, that's it. Right, you know Done. they're having yeah. the. Uh, I believe they're having the auction now, where they're auctioning off all the props yeah. and oh, yeah. things. Costumes, so, yeah, stuff. costumes. Luke Cage's hoodie, Daredevil's costume. Huh. So if you want to buy any of that, you can now. I guess. I bet you can get the Iron Fist stuff cheap. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> the whole set can go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I watched the third season of Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. It was as I liked it as well as the other two seasons of Jessica Jones, which I wasn't like a super huge fan of Jessica Jones. And I finally figured out why I don't care for that series is the fact that I think that Jessica Jones as a character is pretty unlikable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think all the characters around her are what actually make it a, a whole lot better of a show. I enjoyed what's going on with them more than I enjoy what's going on with Jessica Jones. Did you ever read Alias? Did you read the comic? I read the first trade of Alias, so I didn't make it any farther I mean, than that. Yeah, you're you're yeah. not wrong. That is mm-hmm. like it's a it's a it's a riff on film noir, right? Yeah. With like hard drinking, unlikable mm-hmm. private eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're totally right though. She's not But again, that works better for it an hour and a half movie yeah, that yeah. does a long form TV <laughs> yeah. show, yeah. but you I, know, and you want character totally development, agree. you know, over the course of these shows. Yeah. But I do want to say that, you know, we, we got Patsy Walker, you know, taking the next step towards being Hellcat mm-hmm. in this and whatever she put on the costume, I expected the actual Hellcat costume. Mm-hmm. I expect it to look awful. And then when I saw it, it's like, I want to see more of that costume, yeah, and we didn't get any more yeah, of it. If they had done that, oh. I wouldn't have been that upset about it. I'm like, it looks all right. It does, I thought know. it looked pretty good. So I was, it was surprisingly good. Yeah. I thought so. That, that was my big disappointment. Um, they didn't do more with that costume. I so. just feel like I get the feeling that they knew, probably midway through production, that this was going to be it. Yeah. You know, and I feel like they just, I don't know, the, the turn her character takes with Hellcat with Trish. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they realized this is the series ending. We have to tie this together mm-hmm. somehow. I feel like that was a little forced with the character. I don't know. I binged this, you know, the weekend before we recorded this, yeah. you know, and so it's still kind of fresh, but it's kind of runs together like it does when I binge stuff. But it's just like, I'm, I wish this wasn't the way this universe was going out. Right. You know, I don't think anybody does, no. mm-hmm. but it's just it's sort of ending with a whimper here with this last season of Jessica Jones. At least it didn't end with Iron Fist. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was it. Was decent. I mean, it was it was yeah. worth watching for me. So, Stranger Things is my next um, next oh, on my yeah. list. I've got to watch that. I haven't oh, seen good. anything. I've, no. I had to finish up. Oh, you haven't watched any of it? No, I've been oh. trying. I've been on. Uh, I any of it? Much TV. Season one, two, and three, or any of season three? Just any of season three. I've seen oh, all of it. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. So I was, I was, I, I was the same thing, been man. Preoccupying me when I take the time to watch TV. I'm so some light, light, <laughs> easy <laughs> pre-bed so, kind of watching. Oh man, it is so good, so good. <laughs> My daughter got me hooked on that, but hmm. that's what's been keeping me away from Stranger Things. Hmm. Anything else on Jessica Jones? Yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I, never, I never finished it. I was just too much of a grind. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, well, uh, some sad news. Uh, we had another creator pass away the other day. Ernie Cologne, uh did a lot. You know, had a pretty big body of work over the years. Created Arak for DC. Amethyst. 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 Yeah. yeah, which is coming back in Young Justice. Um, so when I heard this. I'm like, well, I, you know, I know the guy, but I'm trying to think, like, I couldn't come up with something right away. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, I've got a lot of comics. I'm like, I know I've got, usually when it happens, when a guy like this passes away, I'm like, I look it up and it's like, oh, he did that. That's mm-hmm. something I really like mm-hmm. that I just forgot about who worked on or that kind of thing. So I'm like, I know there's something like that with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking through my collection and I figured out what it is. It's the 1990 Marvel Mighty Mouse series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he did. Oh. Yeah. When I was the, in fourth the star grade, one? The star? Did he do uh, the it star? Wasn't, it wasn't star. Okay, it wasn't this star. This was after okay. star. But it's basically a licensed version of the Ralph Bakshi 80s Mighty Mouse cartoon. Okay. 
and Ernie Cologne worked on that, and that was a book I really liked. I have some of those too. <laughs> well, hopefully you have number five, really, because that's the Crisis on Infinite Earths parody they did, and that's the that's the issue that has my letter that I wrote in fourth grade. Oh yeah, oh, remember really? you really? yeah. showing that yeah. to me at the shop? Oh, so cool. <laughs> so yeah, you have to put that up on Snap or something. Oh yeah, I did not know that. But, yeah. So and it, again, it, this is like I'm um, 10 years old buying comics off the newsstand still, yep. and it was pretty sporadic, mm-hmm. you know, when you could find that yeah. book. So I had to track them down, and I didn't know for years my letter got published. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's did, probably. Did you start getting random letters sent to your house from people no, in prison? Never got. I got. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what happened when I had an ad in the Max. We can talk about that later. <laughs> Not from prison, but I did get a weird letter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I too was a big fan of Ernie, Ernie Cologne. He, uh, to me, he had a very nice, clean line. I'm not a, an art criti- critic, or I can't adequately describe art, but I know what I like when I see it. And he was something I really enjoyed, um, especially in Amethyst, more than anything. Well, the day after the announcement, I was flipping through dollar boxes, and there was an Amethyst one in the dollar box. I said, well, I guess I will buy that. <laughs> Just as uh, that's my uh, token tribute there. Yeah, so there Scott's <laughs> cold capitalism is his tribute to I made a purchase in his honor. I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Right. Well, uh, keeping with the bad news, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a little bit of this. Damn we're not going to talk about Aquaman again, yeah, are we? Down time. Uh, Sci-Fi Channel has announced that Krypton will not be returning for season three, and the Lobo show that they were talking about is also canceled. Uh, yeah. So this kind of just happened. I don't know if there's still a chance for DC Universe or maybe HBO Max or someone else. Amazon. I heard that they were shopping it to other networks. Yeah. It sounded like DC yeah. Universe was not an option, but yeah. like maybe another. I don't know. I, look at. I I didn't watch, but just a little bit of Krypton. I liked it just fine. I was happy that Adam Strange had a presence in anything because I love yeah. Adam Strange but on a purely selfish level I'm kind of excited about it because it means that the price of a first appearance of Lobo is going to drop back down and I just wanted to get one the other day and I was like I'm not paying that because everybody was going crazy speculating right, really? there's going to be a TV show I was like come on man so it ought to drop back down to a much more viable level now, see now he'll be available for the movies yeah I guess <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he'd be I, a great character for a, a DC yeah. Type, you know, science fiction, oh, yeah, space sure. fiction. Yeah, like yeah. I've not, ca- I've not caught up on it, but like I did watch the few episodes they had Lobo in there, and it was yeah. great. Yeah, like the guy things. could be, you could get a bigger actor physically for the role, but this guy was really good, and I could totally see a spinoff show with him playing yeah. Lobo. Uh, they already did some creative stuff with him on the few episodes he was on on Krypton, and I was really getting into Krypton too. The f- the thing is, you got to get through the first season because where they end on the first season, I feel like is what they really wanted the show to be. But yeah. you had to get to that point. And again, they're probably thinking, oh, we got five, seven years this of this. Is, this is literally a comic book problem, right? Yeah. How many comic books are like, well, you had to get through, once the trade came out, then it's going to get enough sales to <laughs> yeah, justify exactly. it. And then nobody reads the issue, so the trade doesn't happen. And, then, mm-hmm. you know. and I'm pretty sure, I you know, haven't seen this myself, but I guess they teased Darkseid at the end of this too. <gasps> so now here's another live action iteration where we're not getting Darkseid. It's Dang. just like they can never get to that point with that character for whatever reason. They did the same thing on the PS2 Superman Shadow Apocalypse. I'm not gonna lie to you. When they when they first did Thanos in the Marvel Universe, part of me thought, will we ever really get to this though? Mm, like, yeah. or is this gonna be a thing where this fizzles out before? Which you know seems crazy to think now, but right. oh, yeah. I did. The first thing I thought was, yeah, well, we'll see when we oh, actually yeah. see Thanos. I'll believe it. But here we are. My my scare or concern on Dark Side is that can he will he transition to movies? 
I, I mean, I just, I'm just not for sure. It's like the whole argument about, you know, Dune. Well, you're getting you know, the, a new Gods movie. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna, it's going to be interesting to see. And you're you getting know? a Dune movie, I too. I know we're getting another Dune movie, and it'll be interesting to see if they can actually do that transition, oh, man, and, and so it works. I'm excited for Dune. So, but I, I mean, I I'm think, scared for I Dark think Side. definitely Dark Side will work in a movie. The issue is, do you have people saying, this is a Thanos ripoff? And that's exactly now, what I was going to say, man, the because they, And we all know yeah. he's, a, he's an Apocalypse ripoff, yeah. Yeah. Just teasing him, just teasing him. Nobody freak out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's he. Yeah, he's Mar- Marvel beat him to the punch would, on this. Yep, you know, yep, that's yep. the thing. In publication history. He came first, and then came Thanos, and then came uh, uh, Mongol, who right. they told Starlin to create somebody to, to you know create uh, some of this uh, ripped off of uh, Thanos, and turns yeah. out it was you know t- once removed, it was actually Darkseid. Well, wasn't. Didn't Starlin create a guy too in the Rand Thanagar War that looked almost identical to Thanos, just a different color scheme? I got those I issues, so but I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. well, it's not important. It was a terrible story, so. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess why, yeah. <laughs> I thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to seem as mean as I normally am. I was like, well, I've said enough negative things for one podcast. Yeah, I didn't, and I love Rand and Thanagar. But it's like, like oh, the is, isn't the Eternal sort of like the equivalent of the New Gods? The new gods. The, so to me, gods, that's yeah. another time Marvel's mm-hmm. beating them to the punch, mm-hmm. and I just it's well, there's so I much great raw material for the New oh, Gods, yeah. the fourth I world. I don't think we're going to see a Submariner movie because of the fact that sure. Aquaman came out first, and yeah. now their Marvel will be accused of just copying DC. So I don't think we'll ever see that's a Submariner movie. Well, Submariner's but... rights are tied up, too, still yeah. Universal, right? So oh, that's is? the other issue. Oh, okay. yeah, but he's, I think but even he's if got they weren't. much more depth oh, yeah. than, than Aquaman. Well, he, I don't know, man. People, no people keep saying they want Keanu Reeves in here somewhere in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Get him in there as Namor. You know what I mean? I, I thought, they were, I thought he was going to be Icarus in Eternals. But, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, well. <laughs> uh, so today we've got Batman 77 out on the stands, and uh, spoiler alert for Ish, that. Issue 77, not uh, year yeah, 1977. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> right. uh, so pretty big spoilers for that. Uh, it looks like Bane has killed Alfred Pennyworth in this issue. and Broke uh, his neck. Yeah, so it, you know there were rumors about that with Tom King leaving and this whole transition to the Batman Catwoman book and things like that. So, I don't know. Uh, I feel like we kind of just got teased this with um, Snyder and Capullo's endgame story in Batman a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, where Alfred lost a hand. And then Magistry Did he? Morales, he doesn't have I know. Yeah. <laughs> he regained it, as Matt was pointing out earlier before we were recording. But, uh, again, you know, what were your theories on that? So, okay, multiple things. One, the issue is told from uh, only one character's point of view. So it's just Damien. Damien violates Bane's order that the Bat family has to stay out of Gotham. He goes in and as retribution, you know, because Bane has said, come in and I'll start killing your family. Uh, he kills Alfred, breaks Alfred's neck in front of Damien. So one, you could very easily in the next issue, and I don't know how, <laughs> but it's it's a very comic booky thing, right? That it ends on a cliffhanger and then it turns out what you thought you saw is not really the whole story kind of thing. So they could they could flip something around and, and, and have it that Damien didn't get the full story. Two, there's already an alternate Batman running around just with Bane, right? The Flashpoint Batman. So uh-huh. there could be an alternate reality Alfred that he somehow yanked out just for the purpose of threatening Batman with it and then killing him because he doesn't care uh and the other thing is it's a freaking comic book so <laughs> absolutely like dan just said if he's he went he had one hand in new 52 and then in rebirth he just 
had to again and nobody ever talked about it so it, it's very possible to bring him back having said all of that i don't know i guess if they really do kill him it kind of doesn't bother me not that i don't love alfred because i love alfred we talked about this on the podcast the alfred is batman's dad annual they did really legitimately yes. choked me up in real life because i have two sons that are not my sons <laughs> so like that got me and so i love that relationship but it also doesn't bother me when they when they change the status quo on characters that I love. And it's hard for me to think of anything I love more than Batman. It just doesn't bother me because it doesn't invalidate all the issues that I already have. Uh -huh. Batman has plenty of issues with Alfred. He doesn't have very many issues without Alfred. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see if they can do something new. And if they do, if the Batman-Catwoman book really is like it appears to be, Batman and Catwoman like on a globe-trotting world trip, kind of you know, road trip kind of thing, that's kind of cool. That's a good reason for him to leave Gotham, right? If Gotham is too hard for him to stay in because he can't stay at Wayne Manor and he can't be in the cave. In the 70s, was it the 70s that Batman yeah. had the penthouse? Yeah. yeah. Like, they've done that before. Batman has left and gone to a different environment and, and had a different home base. So, I mean, I hate for it to be the reason that Alfred's freaking dead, but I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see if they can use that as, and it's Tom King, so Lord knows if anybody can, can spin something good out of that, I'm fairly confident it's him. Mm -hmm. So, it's fine. Like, are there... It's a little bit like the the old thing with Spider-Man and Mary Jane, right? Like, there are no stories with a married Spider-Man that can't be told with an unmarried Spider-Man. There are plenty of stories with a married Spider-Man that you can't tell that an unmarried <laughs> Spider-Man can. So, like, I don't know I don't know what the if that works with Batman and Alfred, but you've had 80 years of Batman with Alfred. Yeah. You've never had any years with Batman without Alfred. So, not that I don't love Alfred. <laughs> not that I'm not really bummed about this. But I'm a little, I guess I'm just a little curious, like I said, to see how where it goes. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, they've killed Alfred before, back in the 60s. You know, yeah, he was but, dead for a while. And yeah. they very convoluted the means brought him yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I got to think, like, even if this is legit, Alfred's dead. By the time whatever comes out of Doomsday Clock, whatever next reset they do, Alfred's uh -huh. back. Well, yeah. that was if the, not before that. That was the first thing I thought was, well, I feel like we're already heading to a reboot anyway. So yeah. it's a little bit like Matthew Rosenberg's Uncanny, where clearly Marvel told him, do whatever you want, because uh, right. Jonathan Hickman's going to scrap it all anyway. And he was like, cool, I can go bananas and kill people. Yeah. Because it's all just getting rebooted and that's next the month. thing. Like, we never get uh, the end with comics. Right. I feel like, and mm -hmm. you know, they specifically didn't do this before the new 52 yeah. relaunch. It's like, if you know that's coming, let's do the And they end did before Crisis, right? That's how you got yeah. whatever happened to the man of tomorrow. Exactly. Like, you have it like, oh, all of this doesn't matter next month? Sweet, go berserk. Yeah. Like, you can do whatever you want. So None of this counts. I'd be fine if they do some yeah. of that. And if that's what this is long term, yeah. that's fine. I think that's very possible. You know, but it's just that, with, you know, as we've been talking about, the increased corporate interference with DC, there's no way Alfred's gone forever. You know, they're going to bring that character well, they've back. They've got the Pennyworth TV yeah, show. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's got a TV show right have now. Have you seen it? No, I have not. Wait, so I saw episode one. Have you seen it? No, not yet. What's it on? It's on um, it Epics. Epics, okay. Which you'd be forgiven for having any having no <laughs> idea what that is. I didn't know what that was until I looked it up. It's real cheap to stream it. It's like five bucks a month for an Epic sub or something. Has anybody but me seen it? It's really freaking fun. Right. It is shockingly fun. I've only seen one episode. I just saw the pilot, but I really, really liked the pilot. I thought it was a lot of fun. Like I was prepared to not like it. And I'm always prepared to not like something. <laughs> but I was like, I'll be. This is not bad. I would watch more episodes of it. Totally. So, R.I.P. Alfred. I just want to see Mademoiselle Marie 
who he supposedly yeah, yeah. had an affair with back right. in the 40s. That's and and had a child that yeah, yeah. he never met until she was an adult. So yeah. who probably seen. doesn't exist in the rebirth universe? I guess. Oh, probably not. I, yeah. The last time she was seen was probably 1978. Maybe, maybe, I bet. Maybe but, King well, they brings had, her in. They had her but, uh, in. Um, Alfred had a kid in. Uh, because she was in Checkmate, wasn't yeah, she? Oh, that they, they Sasha. Brought, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her daughter. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. 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 so, it Sasha? Yeah. I, I think Sasha that's, Bordeaux. Yeah. Bordeaux. Yeah. Yep. So he had a kid at one point in pre New right. 52. But I, I, I don't. I think she's been one gone of the best since series then. I've read in the last 20 years is Checkmate. I know. By we talk about this oh all the time. I've mentioned this multiple times on the podcast, Mike. Oh. That 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 book seems so predictive of a lot of DC right now. Everything Bendis is doing, I'm like, this is all just Checkmate, isn't it? I read Checkmate 15 years <laughs> yeah. ago, but it's fine because that book is great. So yes. like, if all he does is just remake Checkmate, it's fine. It's fine. Absolutely. Just go for it, man. Yeah, we're Checkmate TV show. Oh, <laughs> you gotta get, and you got to get that out before Marvel does the Hellfire Club. Because you got you got like white kings and black queens, uh, like you got to get that out now. I know it's just chess pieces, <laughs> but if they if Marvel gets the Hellfire Club out first, has it, do you know anyone that do does the loot crate stuff? I heard they went uh, filed bankrupt. bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, imagine oh, really? They oh, say they are going to fulfill all subs, and they're being <laughs> they're being bought by a company. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. The <laughs> company is called Loot Crate Acquisition LLC. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I'm not making oh, wow. this up. It is what a, a com- it's a company that only exists to buy loot crate. <laughs> They formed a new company, an investment yeah. group, formed a new company solely to buy it, which I thought was a great name for a company. It's like a thumb in the eye for the actual management. Like, what's this company called? It's called a buying your stuff. <laughs> we own your business. That's what it's called. Uh, but yeah, they said, uh, I read a thing today. It was on Bleeding Cool that said, uh, it was from uh, somebody who worked there that said, I knew things were bad when my boss was sending me job postings. <laughs> I, read it, I read it and felt very bad for those folks that work there because it, it sounds like it was a, a problem with management. Gotcha. So, uh, more recent news as we're recording, it's just still sort of developing, is the, uh, you know, fall through of the Sony Marvel Studios deal. (laughs) Yeah. So, I guess the background to this is there was an agreement between Marvel and Sony that if Far From Home grossed a billion dollars, then that they would continue to work together. But for whatever reason, Sony decided that they're not going to honor that agreement. So, I mean, is anybody, I mean specifically is it you know why sony doesn't want to honor that i mean anybody got any speculation or ideas or is it sony or is it disney that doesn't want to i sony did not want to negotiate with disney yeah. on a new deal but they, because they have a pre-existing deal well no so like the deal is up for renewal is, oh, okay. is kind of where we are and disney wanted to negotiate new terms that it, disney took a really unfavorable to disney deal to get Spider-Man in the MCU, and Sony basically mm-hmm. didn't want to budge on the terms. So, here we are. So, yeah, money, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean... Can Spider-Man survive now that the audiences have had a taste of him in the MCU and interacting with other characters, and so so much of that Iron Man flavor to him that... Yeah. Some of us don't like. I mean, there's, there's a whole do, lot of things. There's but, a whole uh, lot of things Sony canning. doesn't get to use if they yeah. take the character back too. Oh yeah, yeah. they and can't. Like, all of the stuff that they've done with the MCU Spider-Man, Sony doesn't get to carry that over because that's right. all off of Marvel characters that Disney owns. So you're back to making Venom-level Spider-Man movies that are very <laughs> self-contained. Mm-hmm. And Venom made a healthy living, you know, for Sony, but it didn't make Far From Home money. No. Yeah. And right. none of their other Spider-Man movies did. Right. That there's all, there's a reason whole, they were willing to do yeah, this. They are like, know, clearly we're stupid and don't know how to use yeah. this character. Here, you do it. Like, I know with Amazing Spider-Man 2, promises were made internally 
that this movie would make a billion dollars. And it didn't. No Spider-Man movie had up to that point. And that was like the fifth movie. You're not gonna, you know, this isn't Avengers. You're not gonna do that with a solo Spider-Man movie like that. You know, do they keep Tom Holland at this point? You know, how does that work? You know, where's his contract with Marvel Studios? You know, like, do you get any of this stuff, you know, in a Sony movie? I don't know. You know it's all see, such it's a stupid. As, yeah. as mm-hmm. the most succinct way you can put it is, I guess Sony doesn't like money. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> Does someone need to hack Sony again so we can get another good deal out of them? You know what I mean? Jeez. It's just like, where do they think they're going with this, you know, without it, Marvel? It is it is baffling to imagine that they think that they can replicate this. Like like it's the secret sauce, and now they know. Like, yeah, we like, don't need you anymore. Right. You already gave us your 11 herbs and spices. Yeah, and right. <laughs> we, we know the formula. Now we can make it ourselves. It's like, just salt. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's salt and pepper, you guys. It's all it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I'm fine with, you know, the Sony Spider-Man movies, but it's like, it's not going to be what they've got with this, nope. you know, what they have with the MCU. And again, you know, they are setting up Peter Parker to be the new Tony Stark. Yeah. You know, I'm the, sure they want him for that next Avengers the movie. The thing that is so is. baffling is this, this is not fun for Disney and this is definitely not what they want to do, but does this really hurt the MCU? Sure. Does it hurt the MCU as much as it hurts Sony? No, no way. <laughs> it's just a self-inflicted gunshot yeah. wound. Sony was like, "No, give me that." <laughs> like, yeah. I, the the MCU will be just fine. It made a crap ton of money without Spider-Man. Oh, for and, sure. You know, you could make the same. This isn't this isn't like DC where if you made a Justice League without Batman and Superman, there's not much of a point of making that for a mainstream audience. Yeah. Like Spider Man is the face of Marvel, but they, I don't know, they, not so much anymore. Yeah, like, Marvel you Studios got, was forced right, to figure out how to right. do this with their B characters, and mm-hmm. they did it. That's exactly what I'm saying. And this it is a company shows that you don't need those. Characters. This is a company that had a lot less when they started. Yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. they're gonna be fine. Like. Oh, just, you're gonna make an Iron Man movie? Yeah, okay. Yeah, an you Ant know? Man movie. Exactly. <laughs> Two Ant Man yeah. movies. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems short sighted all around. Yeah. I hope I I have to think that this comes to some sort of resolution. Yeah. Because I don't think I mean like Disney's putting a Spider Man ride in California. Yeah. So they got some investment in making and it's fine. Like Disneyland will still sell Spider Man T shirts and have a ride. It's got nothing to do with the other one, but I, I, I'm I'm positive that they would like to, to settle this. Yeah. And I don't I just don't believe Sony could possibly be that dumb. And maybe it's just a negotiating ploy yeah, on Sony's part. This is yeah. sort of breaking as we're recording yeah. this. Mm-hmm. It's like it literally fresh. just happened this afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Far From Home, has everybody seen it now? Yes. Yes. No. Nope. Mike. Man, what the heck? I have not. <laughs> like, do you, think, do you think you have an excuse? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. It's okay. Don, don't, don't put this on the podcast. Diamond's going to come along and pull his license. Right. They don't let you so confidently if you don't go see all the movies. They're like, wait, wait, so what? Don't you believe in the product? Get a call tomorrow. <laughs> Mike, uh, we've been given to understand you didn't see Far From Home. Is that correct? Hey, I haven't seen Endgame. I'm just throwing that out. Oh, really? Oh, wow. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> get that man a Blu-ray. <laughs> you, can watch, you can watch my for, well, you can watch my digital copy for free. <laughs> so what do everybody think, though, of Far From Home? I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really I good. I, I did not like as much as Homecoming, but I did, I did like it a either. lot. I did like it as an epilogue to the you know, 20-some movies that we've got. Maybe it was coming, uh, being on the heels of Endgame and all the universe cataclysmic 
events. It, it felt almost too light. It felt like a Disney Channel or a Nickelodeon movie that my daughters loved, uh, my wife See, I loved. Thought it kinda, I thought it was kind of a bummer because it was so much like everybody's it dead. It's just the, yeah. the, dr- the drama was... But hey, I've watched WB, so so I would. But I, I liked Homecoming much yeah. better. Yeah, I would I say think I liked Homecoming Home- is perfect. I would I say I liked Homecoming a perfect. lot better. Yeah, but I I liked. I mean, I liked Far From Home, and I was really impressed with what they did with Mysterio. Yeah, I yeah. just and I, I other loved, than can we make spoilers on this or not? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Spoilers, than, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. Other than him dying, which. But that's part of Mysterio's shtick is is it was it real or wasn't? No, yeah, I think no, I I think he died. You did. Yeah. You I did, think he died. You did see the um, supposed confirmation of one of the credit scenes, right? Of what happened in it? Well, it was the well, it was the other guy that worked for him that put the video together. Yeah, it's yes. not real. Yeah. Well, they, like I th- I thought I read that it's no one actually his identity is not public, like that that was a fake out on Peter again. Oh, okay. Well, I, that I like don't it's know. Something only so. he saw, yeah. or something like yeah. that, or it was like a drug yeah. thing. Hmm. Yeah. Now I could have misread an article, but okay. yeah, I, I I think that'd be real easy to walk back to. That's that's. I mean, that's just. I think that's really speculative at this point. You got a yeah. suit full of tech. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but you know, I, I don't know. I guess they can write it however they want to, yeah. right? Well, so. who knows if we really can get it? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, not gonna matter. Maybe. I was actually pleased with how the. Peter Parker, Mary Jane relationship moved along yeah, in Far From yeah. Home. That actually surprised me, because um, you know, because she's such a different character in these movies than she is in the comic books. But I, I don't, I don't want to be like the person who feels like everything has to be exactly like what it is in the comics. Because if you're that way, then, I just wanted her to call yeah. the tiger. <laughs> I just, I just want to, I just want a good story. And yeah. if you have to tweak it, as long as you remain true to the heart of the character, well, look, then, yeah. I mean. Ant Man and Noe's Spider Man in the comics still, and I love that Ant Man knows mm-hmm. Spider Man yeah. in the movies. I thought that was a lot of fun. I, I, that's that is a um, that's an that's an additive element yeah. to me. I, I think that's great. The it's it's not plausible <laughs> that's, that Aunt May would never sure. figure this out, right? Yeah. It's a thing that was plausible in 63 and it stopped being a mm-hmm. long time ago. And I like that they just, that, that to me is the kind of stuff that I like that they change in the movies. They just ditch it. Like, mm-hmm. we just, just not do that. Does it matter? Does it change Peter as a character? Nope, not even a little bit. Actually, I think no. it makes it cooler. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Chuck it. Doesn't have to be yeah, kept that you way. Don't, you don't get the Peter Tingle joke without that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do, is that movie as good without it? Yeah. I don't know that yeah. it is. Right. It was a, all I, of the Ant Man and Foggy stuff was. Yeah. And I love Tom Holland. He's just the best ever. He is. And he's British. I can't imagine how good that <laughs> accent is, and he's British. Yeah. And again, who thought we'd really get a good fishbowl Mysterio? Yeah. In a movie? Right. yeah. I thought for sure, oh, Mysterio, they're going to go like the ultimate version of Mysterio where it's like a hologram head kind of thing. <laughs> you when, know? when they put the, the, the pops out and it showed him with the smoky fishbowl thing, yeah. I thought. But is it like that in the movie? Or are you just like doing <laughs> right. a little uh, bait and switch on me with yeah. the pops? And sure enough, here we are. But even all the green and the cape, yeah. and it's yeah. just like, oh. And like the eyes on the the, the epaulets. Mm-hmm. And, the- and I like how everybody beforehand who was throwing a fit about multiverse and all this nonsense yep. got, yep. got shot yep. down because he's a villain, dummies. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, got, I got a long, long, long text thread from a friend who... We have mentioned on the show before about how this confirmed the multiverse and his theories about how they could then incorporate the the mutants and every other thing. And I said, or, and stay with me on this, Mysterio lies and makes illusions. And he was like, oh yeah, it could be that too. I'm like, of the two, which seems more likely to you? And he's yeah. like, 
Well, all right. Occam's, Occam's razor. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. Not saying all the theory. Theory was totally plausible within comic book logic. Mm. It's fine. I'm like, right. but, yeah. but, but. Yeah. <laughs> what we got next? Uh, well, do we want to talk about stuff we've been reading lately? Anybody been reading anything good they want to talk about? I am reading. I'm waiting for We're this. We're waiting to hear this, yes. It's been the teased to us. Bill Edlund the Tick. Ben Edlund. Oh. Yeah. That's what I said, right? Yeah, no, sure. I'm tired. <laughs> um, I said Bill, didn't I? We'll, we'll edit yeah. that on the... Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you sold um, it as it was going to be very surprising. I don't think that's that surprising for yeah, you. Yeah, that's a good book. Yeah. Surprising. No, I'm not... I didn't mean you'd be surprised that I liked it. Just surprised that I picked it up and read it at all because I'm so... You got good taste. Uh, <laughs> you do. That's, that's not surprising. Well, you guys are my friends, so that's evidence <laughs> of that, right? Uh, no, I, I, it, I totally dug it. It was great parody great spoof i don't know if you guys have had a chance to read any of it yeah how then uh, this is volume one his original yeah, run you're mm -hmm. talking about okay yeah. how far have you gotten into it um i'm about a third of the way through so okay. yeah it's 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 have fun know. with your to be continued okay and like i said earlier the other stuff i read is just finding reasons to pull out back issues and that's usually when there's a um uh, synopsis type podcast that's going to highlight an issue of something and I go dig it up and I listen and or I read it and then I listen to it and I've been digging through a lot of brave and bolds lately um yeah that's pretty much oh and I'm doing the uh, five years I had never read the five years later run of the legion of superheroes so I'm digging into that who wrote that it was Giffen it started off Giffen. with Giffen okay. yeah yeah, yeah. I remembered it being somebody good mm -hmm. and I was like it's not Jeff Johns and I couldn't remember who it was yeah 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 that's pretty good stuff so that's me. Actually, Scott, if you will look right behind you there and okay. hand me that copy of Batman Secret Files number two. I actually and brought a prop. picked this up <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Uh, I don't know. Have you got this? Have you read this? Mm -hmm. Usually these are pretty filler kind of issues. Yeah, and I heard this one was going to be good. Yeah, and it is. Yeah. Uh, this is very much in what we were just talking about earlier about annuals being surprisingly good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and again, DC it. doesn't have the best track record no. with their secret files and origins. It's, crap it's a from lot the of drawer, filler a lot of and you know file card info. Uh -huh. um, I don't know how you know it's got the City of Bane header on it. I don't know how well it ties into City of Bane. Yeah, I didn't feel like that was I've, as yeah. advertised, but it still was really good. Uh, but again, we have and what kind of irritates me is this is a really good book. We got a stack of them still at the store, so come get them. It's it's a it's worth reading. Um, 15, co 15 copies over yeah, here. 16 so with the one Dan has in his hand. Come get them. Uh, you know, you've got Carlos de Anda, who did all the design work for the Arkham games, doing a story. He does very little interior art anymore. It looks uh, good. Yeah. Uh, there's a specific Riddler story I really enjoyed. Uh, I believe it's Alone is the title. Yeah, Alone. The Riddler in Alone. Um, and again, there is a riddle you can solve as the reader in this story. And I did, and I couldn't find where anyone confirmed it or not. <laughs> um, I found the writer's Twitter account last night where she did, did confirm it. Sweet. Yeah. You'll have so, to tell me when you get out. Yeah, I, fi yeah. I figured it out. I so. did love the last line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the last line of the uh, of the book and the last panel of that story is, uh, you're just too stupid to see it. <laughs> because the riddle is in the book. And, yeah, I, and when it, I read it, I thought, I'm sure this is real, and I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> so I'm glad you read well, it. I thought I would look at it later, and I forgot. I don't have time for this now. It just means I'm going to be running this over in my head <laughs> yeah, throughout true. the day for me. So, yeah, I was able to figure it out. And I posted on the DC Universe boards. Nobody responded. 
And so, yeah, I dug around a little bit, and I did find where the writer had confirmed the solution to the riddle. So it is doable within the confines of this story. So I think that's a book everybody should check out. Yep, agreed. I like it a lot. Especially if you're reading Batman. Just, you know, just a good Batman book that... You didn't pull that for me, did you, by chance? Doesn't. Uh Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people didn't get it. I'll have to get it then. So... (laughs) And there it goes. Bingo. (laughs) Sold. Scott, what you reading? Anything good? Well, What did you think of Blade Runner? I liked the first, I read the first issue of Blade Runner. I liked it quite a bit, but it is just a first issue, yeah. so they're doing a lot of exactly setup in I it. Felt too. Um, we got how something. Long, how long is that series supposed to be? I, it's an ongoing. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's it's supposed I, to be an ongoing. I now was, I was curious I mean, if it is an ongoing or is it a Marvel ongoing? It is allegedly an ongoing series, so we're actually getting something with the main, you know, Blade Runner that we haven't got before. Is yeah. that she's basically enhanced? I guess be one way to describe it. So that's actually and that's actually something that's hidden about the character. But not in not no. She has a she has a spinal M. Well, I was we'll this is radio. Around. I can do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it took me a minute to see what like my brain processed it, but then like, I saw it. My brain was like, uh huh. Everybody's uh-huh. like, like tick, get the tick, joke. Tick, wait on. for the joke to land. Yep. So anyway, so spoilers again. You know, so she at the end you find it was out a that cool she reveal. yeah has a nice kind of reveal that she basically has a, a spinal implant, a very large you know creepy looking spinal implant. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where the the first issue lets off, but it. I mean, it feels like Blade Runner. I like the perspective shift back and forth between the missing wife and the Blade Runner, where mm-hmm. the, the, the the dialogue bubbles, or the, the narration mm-hmm. bubbles are, are switching back and forth. And they do the color and the, the font change um, for who is thinking each part. So then, so I've, I've read that a lot of stuff. You know, I, I like I'm waiting even on on the books I'm buying monthly. I'm waiting to get the stack. You know, of about mm-hmm. five to six to read it as if it were a trade. So I'm I'm a little bit behind on on some things. So I'm like I'm on volume like six of Sandman right now, um, and then I'm also reading I'm on volume three of in honor of Blade Runner, uh, do Android dream of electric sheep. So I'm actually reading the Are comic reading book the adaption book? of oh, the, the book. I've read, I've read the book a couple of times, so now I'm reading the comic book adaption of the of the book and i'm on volume three of four so i'm actually about through that are you reading all the back matter um no i am not i'm not (laughs) reading all the back matter on on that one no i am not i'm just reading just reading the comic portion of that so um it's you know yeah i don't want to read that much (laughs) (laughs) but uh here the last couple weeks i haven't read a whole lot of new stuff um just you know a little bit of old stuff so matt uh, I've read a lot of stuff because <laughs> I, so, I read a lot of stuff. When Scott talks about, I got to let it pile up for a couple of issues, and I think I don't have room. I don't know how to like, retain all that information of what you've read. That's to, what. To be honest, and I don't. I, sorry if this sounds like braggy. It's that I have an English and a history degree, and all I did not for fun for so many years was consume, consume, consume written content and retain it like and then I was a teacher so then I had to do that too I had to like memorize everything that I was going to say and talk about and like I can I can (laughs) all the books I taught when I was a teacher I can dang near recite those books back to you so I have a pretty good memory anyway um but but yeah every once in a while I have to double check on something um it's mostly with DC because there's enough crossover between the books that sometimes my memory starts to blur which part of the meta story was referenced in which comic Aquaman was really hard for me to follow because I wasn't loving it to begin with and I kept having to be like what in the heck is going on with these like ocean god people again but 
I don't know. I just, I just kind of do. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I just kind of do. Um, but I do. I, I, I read a lot, <laughs> and I generally think I retain most of it. But uh, my big thing right now that I really, 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 really loved, and hopefully this does not turn into a whole people get offended by me hot take. But um, what we were just talking about, Second Coming, is freaking phenomenal. So, other than Mike Atchison, how familiar are we with the premise? Oh, I we actually we talked about, Did it you talk about previews. It? Okay. Yeah. yeah, whenever that was first listed on you know from DC. So, okay. so yeah. I I think I misunderstood when I read DC solicitation. I thought that that the premise was that God had two sons. One was Jesus, uh, and the other one was basically Superman. That is not so. So I misunderstood that part. So yeah, when I, I read I didn't it, take it for that. Either. I was when I read it, I was like, oh, it's not that at all. So so uh, what it is, the short version is that essentially God in the Christian Judeo Christian sense. Uh, God is Old Testament God, who is all fire and brimstone, and and uh, he basically finds people somewhat trying because he points out at one at one point he says to the Superman analog, "If I abandon these people, thousands of them die, and if I get involved, thousands of them die." So it shows him like it shows him when he says like the manna stopped falling from heaven. We'll just wait, and that's the I abandon them, and then it's uh, and then the next one it shows the Ark of the Covenant blowing down walls, and he says, "And if I get involved, thousands of them die." And he's like, "I, I don't know what to do with these people. I can't ever make them happy." So essentially, he decides he's tired of dealing with people, and that is two thousand years ago where Jesus, who has been hanging around in heaven, decides he wants to take a stab at the family business. And God is like, happy that he's like, good for you, son. Go, go teach. Go, maybe you can put those people into shape. And then he comes back after 30 something years and God is angry that he only lasted a 33 years. He's like, I've been down there for 2000 and you got arrested by these people. And he basically grounds Jesus and he doesn't let him watch what people are doing. And he like, at one point Jesus says, I told him I'd be right back. And he's like, well, you're not going back. You got to think this through. And he makes him go like, hang out. And so then God is just sort of meandering around heaven bringing souls and stuff in and he looks down and he sees this hero whose name is sunstar who's basically superman he is a sun-powered you know superhuman from another world who dates uh, a reporter lady with an alliterative name her name's like kathy cross or something and uh, and he's like that guy that guy gets it that guy's treating these people the way i said they should be treated he's putting them in line so he appears to sunstar while he's in bed like the face of god appears and he's like hey i'm sending you my kid i want you to show him the ropes and it's really pretty jokey, and I could definitely see where somebody might be offended by the casual nature of biblical history in the early parts. But at the end of the first issue, and you're going to laugh because it sounds like I'm just setting up another joke, but I promise it's not. When Jesus is job shadowing Sunstar and they're going to bust up a counterfeiting ring that turns out it's people counterfeiting Pokemon cards. So they go and Sunstar is like, I'm going in. I'm going to show you how we handle these criminals. And Jesus is like, well, I, I don't want to go in there and fight everybody. That's not what I'm about. And he's like, stay out here then. I'll talk to you when we're done. So Jesus is hanging out outside this warehouse. And, and the Superman analog is just chucking people out the window over and over and over. And he's like going through these guys like someone's going to talk. And when he comes outside, the pile of criminals is gone. And he says, where did they all go? And Jesus says, well, they were in pain and I healed them. And he says, why would you do that? And he said, because they were in pain and that's what they needed. And he's like, but those, you can't do that. And he goes, those people are evil. And Jesus says, how do you know they were evil? And he says, because they were committing crimes. And he says, well, isn't that probably because they were in pain of some kind? And Sunstar says, well, yeah, most of the time, but you don't get it. And he's like, I don't think you get it. That's why I'm here. I'm here to heal people who are in pain. I'm here to make people feel better. That's what we do. And then he goes in this whole thing about 
man's relationship with God and about how what people really want out of God is a witness to their suffering and the idea that somebody sees how hard your life is and that somebody sees when you refuse to be bullied or you refuse to be bribed or you're you're when that you want the you want the idea that somebody sees what you're doing that's good and they acknowledge it. And I ended that issue and I was like, holy crap. Like it's so incredibly. So then the second issue is about how hard it would be to be Superman, who is a who is also a man with the power of a god. And like Superman basically, I'm just going to keep calling him Superman. Santa calling him Sunstar is just stupid because it's just Superman. <laughs> basically, Superman screws up and and God, Superman has a doubt and like he's like maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe fighting bad guys is not the way. So God yanks him to heaven to give him a talking to. <laughs> and so like they're in they're in uh, heaven's food court, which is all of these restaurants that don't exist anymore. And there's there's a, there's a sign there's a sign that says uh, everything's free, but remember uh, there's a rhyme, but essentially it's everything's free, but remember that gluttony is a sin. <laughs> So like you're not supposed to. So like as they're walking, there's like it says racks roast beef, and it's got like the the dates that it was on, and it's like Burger Chef, and it's so there's all these like people lined up to get this food they can't oh, get anymore. Man. And so uh, so God's like God's like no, you don't get it. You got to put these people in line. They're all idiots, and you can do whatever you want. Like you're you're basically a god. You can do whatever you want. So whatever you say is right. Like if you say it's right, it's right. And he goes back down, and then of course he ends up just making more trouble, and and it's just. Dude, it, it's legitimately, and I don't say this lightly, it's legitimately powerful and moving. And I don't, I feel like, I told my wife, I said, I don't know how anybody would be offended by this. If they're like, I don't know how any religious person would be offended by this. And then I realized that, no, that's not true. Because the people that this, that who should read this and should take a, should, should reassess and take a hard look, will not read this and get what they're supposed to get. And there's a part in there in the second issue where, where Jesus says that the problem isn't, the problem is that people don't do good things because they want to do good things. They do good things because they want to be seen doing good things. Mm -hmm. And that people aren't doing good things because that's the thing to do. It's that they want somebody, they want to be praised for doing the right thing. Um, and it's just, dude, it's it's mind-blowingly good. I, 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 I love it. It's the best thing I've read in so long. Uh, so good that I bought it in paper. And I bought the variant in paper, and then I bought it in digital so that I can loan people my Comixology account and let them read it because it's that good. I don't want people to touch my comics, but I do want to let them use my Comixology password. Um, so I, I texted like two friends, and I was like, you've got to read this. Read this tomorrow so we can talk about it. It's so freaking good. I, I cannot say enough good things about it. I really can't. Did Wrong Earth, speaking of Ahoy, did they quit publishing then, or is it the on a hiatus? First mini ended, yeah. and then there was a special for Free Comic Book Day. Mm -hmm. And I then, think there's another special coming up. Yeah, and, and then, then there's and another then, mini, right? Yeah, and then season two or whatever yep. will be on. Will okay. be coming. I know Jamal Igle, the artist, is doing something else in the meantime right yeah. now. He keeps posting. He's great. Yeah, I liked him on uh, Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. Yeah, I really liked his mm -hmm. Supergirl run. Yeah, with uh, Sterling Gates. I think. I think yeah, I think writer. that's right. So, Did he also do the Peter David Captain Marvel, the one with Jenna Fell? Was he on that yeah. too? Maybe. I love that book. Somebody I think like I that. think that was him. Looks like everybody's reading some good stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you say what you were reading, Dan? Yeah, we talked about the Batman. Oh, I'll try. You did talk about the Batman. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. so I think that's all the topics we wanted to get into. We got some upcoming events yeah. coming up soon. Um, yeah. I believe somebody has a con. Yeah, yeah so August uh, 31st, uh, Bird Comics Con, uh, Harrisburg, Illinois, at the Bonin Business Center. Uh, got Douglas Paskovich, who has done work on The Tick. Mm -hmm. um, variant uh, cover artist for Valiant quite a bit has done work on Mad Magazine he's had shorts on Comedy Central 
So he's got a, a some you know pretty decent industry creds. Uh, Joe Dodd's going to be there. Uh, he's worked for Marvel, DC, uh, Zenus. I always want to say this wrong. Zenoscope or mm-hmm. Zenoscope. Zenoscope. Mm-hmm. All right. And then a uh, late ad also. Uh, Justin Holman's coming back. Okay. Uh, he also did work at uh, Marvel and, and Zenoscope, and of course he was. Uh, he has a song. He has a gold record because he has a song on the Daredevil movie soundtrack. Oh no! Way. So yeah, yeah. So uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no so, Revis, so cool. Revis mm-hmm. I forgot yeah. about that. He was in the band. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to be at the show. And then, of course, we got, you know, 46 tables of comics and collectibles and artists and writers. And um, some, one other thing that we're going to have that day of the show is we have a, a, a news, well, not news, a, a television slash film critic guy coming over to do a, a History of Jack Kirby presentation oh, oh, panel. Cool. Um, and then we got our costume contests and all that other stuff. Nice. Free admission, giving away free comics. I've got a bunch of You're the Villain books yeah. <laughs> to give away. You just want me to, if you just want to get rid of them, I'll take them and add them to the stack. So, but I still have my 500 because I haven't uh, done anything with them yet. Yeah. So, right, so um, are they doing the food drive again this year? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. thank you for reminding me that. Yep. Yeah, and on, on the free books, if you donate a dollar, you can take another. You get ten just for showing up, and take, put in a dollar, take another ten, or bring a non-perishable uh, food or toiletry donation, take another ten. So I've seen people walk out with, you know, 70, 80, 100 of the, <laughs> of the quote unquote free books because they, you know, bring in and donate a bunch of stuff. And I just hide them so you don't see them. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, that's happening uh, August 31st. And then uh, what we got Saluki Comic Con yeah. coming up September, September 28th. 28th. I always yeah. get the date wrong 28th on that. 28th and 29th. And actually one week before that, we're going to have our oh, right. day yeah. event here at the store. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Justin Holman, he's going to be here at the at the store on September 21st. Okay, so good if, deal. If you miss him at uh, BergCon, come see us. Come see him at the store here. I've seen both so, times. Yeah. That's what you. Yeah, do. there you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Why choose? Exactly. That's right. So and uh, we, you know, probably be some cosplayers. Yeah. And we have a Batman. We do have Batman this year. Coming this year. Okay. And so if you complained about it last year, get in here. <laughs> get in <laughs> <that> Batman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sick of that. Put your money where your mouth <laughs> is. Good. Right. Come see Batman. So, what's so your Batman? We got your freaking Batman. <laughs> yeah. And then this will be episode 49 of the oh, podcast. Yeah, right. So, we've got something. Well, Mike set up something big for episode 50. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to say anything else about episode 50 at this point, or you want to just wait for oh, it yeah, let's just Let's just wait. Okay. All yeah. right. But it, it, it's good. Yeah. For long, <laughs> it'll be interesting and fun for everybody to listen to, but especially long time friends slash customers of the store. I think mm-hmm. they'll get a special kick out of it. Yes. Really enjoy it. We had a good time recording it, and I think you'll have a good time listening to mm-hmm. it. That's the one I missed out on. Yes, it is. Yeah. I know what it is. You didn't even get your question in. I know. Yeah. I was. I'm hard telling where I was. Oh, I was like at a at a prison in Texas. Oh wow! And doing an audit, doing, doing hard online. time, doing yeah. hard time. <laughs> working for the record. Yeah, I was actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually doing a, a, an audit, and I, I knew I had to get into, and I thought about it about eight thirty. I'm like. Yeah. Like if you're still recording, uh, like we had just like wrapped it up, yeah. man. So, but I think we covered it in spirit. Yeah. We covered the content, but yeah. Good deal. So anyway, but yeah, tune in for that whenever episode fifty comes up. A couple of cool things happening with that one. So, all right. Anything else for anybody? No. Put a no. ribbon on it. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna be sending you guys maybe a little since I'll be in Australia for the next three weeks or so. There's a a store in Sydney called King's Comics. I've bought one comic from them last time I was there just to say I did it but now oh, that right. I'm going to be down there I'll probably have to get something there you know to keep uh, my appetite there you go uh, 
fed on comics, uh, but I'll get you. Maybe I'll check with you guys, and you can say you've got a comic from Sydney, Australia. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. well, I appreciate bad, you having me. Uh, oh give, yeah. Make, if, changing if it's the bad, schedule. Up flush it down the toilet. It'll go down. The That's what I was gonna make a joke about that. I was gonna say I heard the comics. The toilets in the comics. There, go the other way. Damn, you stole my joke. I'm good at that, right? Hamburger. Hamburger. Jokes. It's his good. Uh, well, if nobody else has anything else, I guess we'll put a button on this and call it done, huh? I uh, yes, hope, you, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, be sure and stop by the store here at 816. No, man, I've... See? I doing it. No, I'm doing it. No, wow. 816. Yeah, that's right. That's what you said. That's right. Yeah. You said it right. Yeah. Okay, 816 East Main Street, Suite B here. Uh, so stop by and see us between 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Tuesday through um, Saturday. Uh, or follow us, on, you know, like us on Facebook. Keep up with the news. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, everything else, Mike, you want to give your uh, 618-457-6011. Get that one right. Yeah, so Mike. That hasn't ever changed. No. <laughs> no on no. the stripper here. Well, because of my work, my my Facebook account is locked down pretty well to oh, people okay. I know already. But I, I do have a Twitter account called Mike Atchison 5 and, and if anyone wants to join my ranks of 19 followers, you're more than welcome. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. That's based on your band, the Mike Atchison Five. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A little, rhymes a little bit with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Scott Reed, BirdComics.com, B-U-R-G-Comics.com. You can find links there to my Facebook page, eBay store, um, information about the upcoming convention. Dan Brown at Detective Six Five One on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, here at the store on Saturdays, I'll be yep. at SlukyCon working, and yep. I'll be at, here at BirdCon buying. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we will stay open. We, the store will be open uh, during the uh, SlukyCon on the, on the 28th on that Saturday. We had been closing the show on the show, but Dan's got that covered, so I'm going to stay here. So hopefully go to the con, but if not, we'll be here. Or, or do both. Or, or if you or went to the con again, yeah, you need yeah. more comics, come mm-hmm. on by. Yeah, I don't know why I keep saying pick. You don't have to yeah, choose. Right? Just do both. everything. Shop early, shop yeah, often. There you go. Be a, be a baller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. I'm, not, I'm at Wookie Co-Pilot on yeah. everything. And I'm tired. I'm not going to spell it. <laughs> right. There you go. It's spelled Good properly. Much. We'll just say that. There you go. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it. I hope you enjoyed. Again, I hope you enjoyed listening. And we sure enjoyed talking to everybody thanks again mike for being here glad you could join us again glad and, to have you back yeah. yes sir thank yeah. you very much come as often as you can and uh, we'll talk to you soon thanks Marvel terms, that's giant size. Giant size, there you go. In DC terms, that's 100-page super spectacular. (laughs)